We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Yeah, Falter of Villages, Jorge Kyoros, Cora, Radio Fabul Cork, Kilkinnig, Rock Hockpin Shock FM, Miss Federation, Glesham Glor, Shogak Saturn, Erin Eight Log, Oxarisha, and Luna, Erin Eight Log. Well, er Margin Shaw, Beg Me Hollow Dimidic, Beg a Kint, a Fee Loud, a Screef, Canon William Carrigan, Modulus Star, Disha Ossery. Well, Kiron virus corona avru er aglish, er an aglish, August, er hail na sogart, a tog frestal er na Faroshti Big on Jim Murphy or Faroshti Nav Canak in Carhill Kenigan Shaw, a kind fin om Nav Ganahak Shaw. Well, she Pato Hanlon Uktra Nua and Lines Clubby Carhill Kenig here. August Armagen Big Pat a Korshis, her Kodatak Titimimok, her Nam Shaw, August Kodaveg a Harlu, you written in Blina. Well, her Darren Clark Big May Kind. Ladina Avi son Halla on Mayfair, Drugna Gobli and Ohin, a kind fee nom vehicle as a Halashin, Tasha Dunta Anish. Well, Mas Main Lattice Feder Fogger, Court Cormier, and Never, O eight six three five three seven seven eight two. As Mabuikas, the Tonics and Ferdinand, Samari Chadwick, Donorik, Don Clarshaw, as Mabuikas, Steve Shalok Destin, and Taki, Don Stashu and Shaw. Well, you're very welcome to another morning of uh, music, chat. And sport and last sport here in Community Radio Kenny City here on the Heavily Industrial Estate. You're all very welcome. Thanks for your support. Starting this morning, Michal Adrimida, he talks to us about the history of the Dice of Austria by Callie William Carrigan. After that, I'll be talking to uh, Father Jim Murphy, parish priest of St. Canis's Parish. And Father Jim, along with uh, many, were cocooned during the uh, diff- most difficult period of the coronavirus. Please God, it's not coming back to us. How does that affect him, his fellow priests, parishioners and all that? We'll hear from Father Jim in or about uh, quarter past nine after the first ad break. Well, Pat O'Hanlon was recently elected the new president of Kilkenny Lions Club. We'll speak to Pat later, maybe about 25 to 22, um, 10, to ask him about his plans and ambitions for the coming year. Obviously a very different sort of year than might otherwise be the case. Not sure how much engagement they can have, but wonderful work done by the Kilkenny Lions Club and Pat will talk to us about that. And of course, later in the programme, we'll t- talk to some more people who were at the closing day of the Mayfair Ballroom in Irish Town in Kilkenny. And so as always, feel free to contact us on our text line 0863537782. And uh, we're grateful to Tony and team and Tadix for their support. And of course, you yourselves as well. Augustinish, Mihal Adrimida, Toshe, Kainter, Majin, Shofi, Laura Scrib, Candy William Carrigan, Modular Star, Osri. And you have been kind face on Star Archewil, August, the history and antiquities of the Diocese of Osri, a Honigamach, Serene Nadia August, August, on Canonach William Carrigan, a Scrive, August, Lower on a Horse, and Tot, Kera Imlauron, four volumes at all. August is Dokatoidra Kerichhead, August Kuikhead, Lahnach, Ingach, Imlower. So, Nilor, I've wanted to do the shelf, August Tosnoi to our Lahnach, a Hain, August Lanik to our Raik, Octo Anochid Aun, August Marvunu, Saran Starai Tuil, 
Tashiana Hawks, which been a long in a kind fence star or two, like a star in a broshti, or a star right by tied a gentleman's in a broshti de Farula, or a carrigan a ring, a lower carrigan a ring, Marvonus, and Shinian Tosnu of Erkering. Now, on Canonach William Carrigan, Rugoche in Octiog is a shaska. In Malion Rutig, Shishin Rootstown, uh, in Achille Balion Fuil, Bader Quigvilo Hacherkil Hunig, August Ferramori, uh, Baha Winter, August Forshe Shanser, Idachus, Oils, August Kurukuri Klosht here on Ergus and Shin Kuruka Manuate, August Ornir in a Hagarte, Norovishe, Fihikahar, August the Kashe, Kuplebrin, Egmuine Glosht here on. I don't know if you can see the difference in the difference between 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 the difference the Vishafirkantoromukela, Dushkar <laughs> A Fushianic Hour on a soccer cell, on a soccer brooch, Diogus, on a soccer dog, Ella. Who was on dish though, Dolomach, a food in the tear, Gudigak Proche, August Dolgudis, no relegi, August Ferkentown, a two me, August Kadavirkan, a lachtena, August Ferkan, a furgon, a shanna irgonev, no forig, no runes, just in shape pale, August. The Vranic Sheshis Noti for August, the Inche Virtepige, August, the Inakshina Toshno, no, the Keiko Murus of Yan Shepel Shinogs, Kevaja Fauka Aun. August Marsh in the Lanshags and Shindakashi Treshe, his Jemplorm in Neshkart, the Hontayagus, where Hoshishin Shansto, Tolguji, Naproshi, Sundeshkart. Now, Mother Lesson Tanga, near Togok Le Gaelge, the real Vian Gaelge, Ega Aharogas of Ahar, Emalian Fuil, Emalian Rutig, and Trashinach, and Rod Bahak, Egnatish Mohori, and Orshin, or Berla, Vehegesna, Pashti, Agus Togok, William Carrigan, Agus Clown, Le Berla. Agus Bavyogan Shans, Vige, and Gaelge, Olomar, Near a moron, near a vain vamer and railgus, snaclash teen, a few on in manute, I can thrash in. A washing fan, Dolum say, Dolum say, railgut, better not rev lords, no railgut, gamahege, a fetish can trahege on Tama, 
agus bhí ard vasige ar na seanachain tóri a bhíoch aige bhíoch sé ag tríl ar na seanachain tóri agus ag brach ar síos nótaí óhas son agus caint féin a lúganam na chuna agus bhí córas scríofa aige féin con na fúimana a brach ar síos an raibh fada an sin na siúlí an raibh béim ar an siúl tosig na an siúl a dírnach mar sin agus agus san stair an sin tógan sé na caita just na lóganam nach agus dín sé íracht an áuríacht na an pronunciation fe mar a bhíoch sé gus na sandínam agus freisin bhí simigas a bhéilidus gahair a bhéilidus a bhéin le cúrsi Anglista, agus de vlachse si sanach de de shins na lort noati. Agus no revich lehen de siel an taurigge hechse gbalja artlia. Agus de chachse na lehen de siel or three shachts and hosim la malja artlia. A jen of taida er na tafid gahara snakela kurtna. Agus de vlachse si skachra de of one letter Kilkenig agus Diosha Osiri Nóatí agus Víš a Sinn Sláin agus Nóra Hála an Tóbist Nóra Víjan Kóka Káhargar Sjúl agus Nóra Víjan Nóra Póblachtáni Gáin agus Nóra Húgna Státorí Fúha agus Nóra Víjan Jára Reynos Kúig Nóatí Sinn Nóra Tafad Sinn of one lesson starts to hold us on three henna agus kailachy ac vi an taling an sahigil chynig gref an chydus modus jen stifshin vi ses na lor noti e carigan a reino as vi simigas san ginoliach sesin genealogy agus an na tlana difrula vi snaid agus an sin nor hwg se fe fe an lor a scrif an sin Víš, ještě na nějakou hezkou mají nevím, rývřina, fakt mají někde, ale to bylo fakt, když mě dělá, jinže hned, když rodí olivový, ten snětlodory, ale fejera hře nás, hned když lorem mají někde, když kouřík, ale míle kouřte fajlšiach, jak námši. Agus dbe car viar carigan fein an cuidis mo cuidis mo de nairigid a halahar vi fiacha ar a fagivad de hugan hug Joshua Brownig made ar a arigid o ac vi fiacha ar agus vi keir shasca coib den lower nachrev deal to force agus vi do son hosim latlia agus arenos doch id son fresh freshen nor vi an cogar shul. Agus fór sé aðeigir orðasan, við sé ætt, við gerilisna fíach nóra fór sé kúitif asna lóar a kúrug trá hina im látlíam. A reynóas, við an lóar, við an a chael ar an lóar, agus dyn a wán, við sagat a wán, fádur hílí, við sé náidach, agus the Hukshashin Fein Lorgus in she Leervassel Nachrev Multach and she Virchen Lor on a Gowen and Bedo Dahad Blino in the Shubador the first Lowry Gilchenig Don Roberts because in Sheshen Hukshashin Fein Lor a Oil Shoe 
We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Kyo Lagas Kora on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. The Niklas O'Brenon. Yeah, Father Hernashkidi, Kyo Lagas Kora. Kiran virus corona, Anvru er Aglish, Agas er Hail, Nasagar Tatai, Frashteller, Nafroshti, Anish Erin Lina Tan, Taharji Murphy, or Frosht in Afghanaki Kahar, Kunkaintlum, Madulashan, and Afghanahak Shaw, and delighted to talk to Father Jim Murphy on the line, who tells me he's just back from his walk along by the river. I envy you, Father Jim. Oh, blessings upon those people who ever put that walk down by the Bishop's Meadows. It's uh, a gift that we are not 
half grateful enough for. Absolutely. Well, look, you, like many priests and many people, had to cocoon, as we all know, during the toughest times of the pandemic, which, please God, are not coming back now as our counties just up the way from us are, are, are locked down these, these next two weeks. The whole time, it was very difficult, and I, I knew from uh, watching you saying the masses, and we'll talk about that in a moment, it was a difficult time for everybody, and I suppose priests especially. Yeah, I found it very difficult, especially the first few days. It was scary because, as you know, <laughs> I'm a fairly sociable character and I've been moving around. I felt I was in prison. And uh, the fact that I, there's a garden here and I said, am I expected to walk around this garden? Oh, my God, I'll die. So um, after a few days, I got into a schedule. And to be honest with you, <laughs> after that, I had a grand time. It yeah. was I had a break and a rest, and uh, I was up early every morning, and then I had mass at 9.15. I was into a schedule, so that helped me enormously. And, of course, you know, you were scared, like us all, because it was the uncertainty. We were watching news, maybe perhaps far too much news, yes. and we were getting stories that were, were quite scary, to be honest about it. That's right, absolutely. Uh, we felt very vulnerable, especially, well, lads like me now, I'm over 70 now, believe it or not, and uh, the bishop rang me and said, what are you doing there? I was still in the church, you see, and uh, doing mass from the church. And Sister Concepta used to come up and say the rosary with me. And <laughs> I was banished back to the house anyway. But fortunately, I was able to set up with the help of Jed Parle, uh, a little transmitter. And I was able to wor work away from the house here over to the church and onto the web. Yeah, and uh, obviously we, we saw you there and it, it was a new experience for you engaging over the web and also on the, uh, obviously on the community radio of course and we've been broadcasting from St. Canis's for some time now. I mean, that was a new experience. Did you feel close to your parishioners uh, through the, the, that new medium? Yeah, it was an amazing experience, Nicky. Um, I, I, I was looking out onto the street and across at the people over in the, the spires in Dean Street and I was saying, Gee, if these people can see across here, they'll be wondering, is this fella gone nuts? Uh, because I talked out for mass, and uh, I was... Uh, you're walking, you're really, you're really... Uh, it's like expressing yourself out into the ether, and you don't know who's listening, or what's the score. And um, so it was very interesting when people started to reply and uh, send a ring in and uh, make comments, and were appreciative. People were appreciative of Mass every day. And did you get much engagement from your parishioners I, in, you know, for, during that period? I did, really I did, and I'm most grateful to them. Um, it was lovely. Uh, and then I started getting uh, adventurous, and I was telling them about um, when I'd be walking the dogs, I used to uh, walk the dogs down the fields every evening for an hour and a half, and Epsom salt, somebody told me about bathing your feet in Epsom salt. I never heard of it in my life. So I started telling people... So there was a sellout of Epsom salt <laughs> in the local pharmacies. But, uh, yeah, it was lovely to hear from people. And also, uh, interestingly, um, I took my time. I suppose I had plenty of time. So I was doing a little reflection on the scriptures every morning after, during Mass. And people, it was just an eye-opener to me, people saying how much it was helping their faith when in this uh, difficult time when they felt felt especially vulnerable. What about your fellow priests who operate in rural parishes where obviously it wasn't as easy there, they were locked down of course also, but you were probably in an, an urban setting so you were closer to people or at least felt closer to people, but rural people, priests in rural parishes were probably felt very isolated. It was, did you yeah, think I, it was difficult on them now? I think it was, 
Yeah, I think it was. And some of them I was talking to, some of them found it more difficult than others, especially priests who didn't have hobbies. You know, if priests weren't into um, reading or tuned into the radio and or a bit of gardening and things like that. But on the other hand, um, people in the country are very supportive of their priest and there was a lot of goodness and generosity and people bring in dozens of eggs and of course of bread fellas told me that they never ate as well in their lives I know I think you're absolutely right there and of course one of the very important functions that priests carry out is visiting the elderly in their parish and that was something that obviously had to be uh, had to be stopped yeah unfortunately now that's a difficulty because uh, it was too risky for them and it was pretty risky for us, so it was not encouraged. So we kept in contact with people by telephone. But that was, uh, I found that, uh, I missed it a lot, the lovely people that I meet uh, on the regular visits to the elderly. Um, that was a difficulty, yeah. Now, the church carries out numerous different ceremonies day in, day out, masses, baptisms, weddings, first communions, confirmations. They've all been discommoded. We're not certain when things are going to return because it's impossible to make absolute steadfast plans at this stage. It must be difficult as a, as a parish priest in a very busy parish where these type of ceremonies take place on a regular basis, trying to know people coming to you, when can I do this, when can I do this, and you not being in a position to give them an absolute confirmation of a date. That's right, exactly. Uh, I feel sorry for people. We've, we've started doing baptisms again. We, are, we were at a celebrating baptisms last weekend, and um, I have a wedding today. I'm delighted. Uh, I have a wedding. Uh, it was one of the ones that wasn't cancelled. Um, Darren Kelly, my friend from the CBS years ago, is getting married to uh, Sarah Begley at 2 o'clock in St. Mary's and blessings upon them. Well, absolute blessings on them in yeah. this uh, difficult time where they must have had their own worries, so may sure, the good yeah. Lord look down on them today. Yeah, exactly, and uh, um, Asher, it is lovely. Um, I, I look forward to it, really. I'm like a child. I'm I'm, I'm I'm celeb- I'm uh, excited, imagine, I'm excited about celebrating the marriage today. Well, why wouldn't you be? You're absolutely yeah. entitled. Uh, and of course, we, we should remember that uh, the church depends on all of us in the laity, on collections and fundraisers, and, and, and that took a big hit and has been taking a big hit. And we've got to remember that priests are entitled to their downtime, their little bit of leisure time, and this needs support from the laity. It, it doesn't fall off the trees. Right. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But uh, to be honest with you, Nicky, it's an aspect that I uh, don't lose any sleep over. Um, I'd be more concerned about um, how people are spiritually and how they are mentally. Um, and I, I have seen, you know, an amazing generosity. People um, ringing me up, asking me how things are going, uh, making contributions, giving financial support when they haven't been able to, to come to the, the weekly Mass. Uh, people have been paying in. Uh, it's just astounding, people's generosity. I am fascinated and most grateful. But don't the laity take on a kind of almost a different persona when they in in difficult times like that? I think it's in us as a, in, in as a nation anyway that yeah. we help ourselves, we help those in, in who need help perhaps more than others. We, we rally, we rally around ourselves, don't yeah, we? Absolutely, we have a great nation. We are a great little country, and. Uh, you know, I think we'll never be the same again. Uh, I think this is going to help us to hone in on what are the most significant values for us. What are the things we treasure, we hold dearest, 
um, what are the most important things in our lives. It's like uh, the, the parable, you know, the man who was digging in the field and he found the treasure and he sold everything in order to buy that treasure. And really, the treasure, that's where the treasure is on the ground that we are standing, you know, where we are living, uh, the people we are in relationship with, uh, that's where the treasure is. And I think this pandemic is helping us to realize that. Also, the enormous contribution that, that the laity can make and are making, and I think we'll have to make uh, in the future a lot more because there won't be uh, Jim Murphy's and Eamon O'Gorman's and uh, Liam Casson's um, for too long more, you know. I mean, in 10, 20 years, it'll be very different, and uh, we may get used to it that people will have to take responsibility for the Christian community. There is no doubt about that. You never said it through a word. Now, obviously, the, the masses have recommenced and there is a spot or number 50 allowed into churches. And I suppose the people who have gone back are those who would uh, be there on a regular basis. I have concerns that maybe younger people have, have, have disengaged from the church because of the pandemic and the challenges of bringing those people back, I think, is going to be enormous. Um. Well, really, first of all, the people who are coming back um, were only allowed to have 50. Uh, and in fact, I'm encouraging people to stay at home, to stay at home and, and follow Mass on the web or on the radio. I don't want to be blamed for infecting people. And last Sunday, I was a bit concerned because there was a bit of an overflow at the 10 o'clock mass here and we had chairs out in the front um, I'm calling it the Hogan stand <laughs> some people were out lovely in the sunshine enjoying it and uh, but uh, somebody said to me yesterday that's alright for last Sunday Jim but what will happen in November uh, when the frost is around uh, about the young people really Nicky as you know only too well we have great young people uh, I'm involved in the CBS as a chaplain for years and they are the salt of the earth. I think the young people, it's better they're getting. And when I meet them preparing for marriage, um, the enthusiasm, the, the importance they place in it, um, I really hope that these young people will, will, will come to a relationship with Christ through our friendship and through our encouragement and example. And that really is all we can do, is to encourage them. But I don't think they will let us down. I think they... I think they will grow in faith in time. What are the, do you think, are the key learnings for the Catholic Church from the pandemic this, thus far? Because clearly it is not over yet. We're not, we're not sure at all what the future holds in that regard, given events over the last 24 hours especially. But are, are there key learnings from the Church uh, from what yeah, has happened I think, so uh, I think one of the things that the Church has recognised uh, and has been talking about is the inspiring spirit of service in our communities. The, the spirit of service among the nurses and the doctors and the people who are involved socially, uh, the carers, the postal service, the postman, is so significant. Also, the local guardie uh, deliver, delivering food to elderly people and keeping in touch with them. Uh, I think the church is learning that we have an enormous goodwill there. Uh, we have a respect for the dignity of each other there's a very good Christian spirit, and I think uh, let's give thanks for that. Now, people in your parish, obviously, some of them got coronavirus or got versions of it. You were made aware of it. I mean, was there, there was clearly stress in people who, who were getting the virus or possibly getting the virus or thought they had the virus, 
and I'm sure they lent on you as their parish priest for some type of comfort and support. Yeah, that was where I found it the hardest. Uh, Nikki, I was cocooned, so uh, I wasn't able to attend people who were dying, and neither was I able to celebrate their funerals. And I found that really, really painful. Um, but in, I had to get in somebody yeah. to, do, to do it for me. And um, so making contact with people since is, uh, is very important. Um, yeah, to encourage people, I just had to do it by telephone, really. Obviously, then, in terms of what, what is this going to leave the church like, say, in, in 10 years' time? You absolutely correctly alluded to the fact that uh, our priests now have many more parishes. Our own Father Eamon has three parishes now, mm. and, and that's not going to be sustainable only for a certain period of time either. So in terms of the church itself and accepting the greater role required of the laity, what is it going to look like, and what are we to look forward to? I think the church in the future, in 2030, will be a trimmed-down um entity i think um i hope that it will still be the community of the followers of jesus that it will be made up of people who have made a decision to welcome the lord into their lives um i'm not concerned about structures and uh power and uh, uh but more more concerned about uh the influence of people of faith i hope the people will accept the responsibility to be leaders of their local communities and uh and I hope the Lord will continue to inspire us with his word and that the seed is growing and we don't know where or how or when, even when we are asleep, the parable tells us. So um, I am not uh, all that scared. All I'm, uh, I'm full of hope that um, the church in the future will be, will be something that we will be proud of, something that will be beautiful, something that will be uh, made up of, um, of grand people, young people, elderly people who have a commitment, who are concerned, who, who love God and who want to love one another. Well, Father Jim, it was uh, lovely talking to you this morning. And, uh, you oh, know, you were going to play a tune for me. It's, it's coming up. It's not forgotten. Oh, it's I'm coming delighted up here. because we lost our dear friend Jim Casson. We uh, sure did, absolutely. Well, a lovely song has uh, uh, been sung here. It's uh, You Asked Me For This or Mia Bambino Cara. So uh, <laughs> I got uh, one of my favourite singers too, Catherine Jenkins, oh, uh, to uh, bring that song to you. Great. So thank anyway, you thank you for your time this morning, Father Jim. Great. And of course, we'll be uh, we're listening to you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Lovely to hear Michal McDiarmid and his lovely blossom. Absolutely. Okay, Jim, Slán Gafal. Or Mia Bambina Cara from Catherine Jenkins. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Keolagas Cora on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. La Niklas O'Brenon. Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.
father Nashkadi and Clara was Tafogra Gomo, Jim Rohn, Jimmy Gary Law, Breha Honda, the Karabakh, Gary Comfort. Jim Rohn and with a message there wishing his good friend Gary Comfort a happy birthday. I'm sure they'll be shouting for Carrick Shock uh, today. Well, Anisha and Lena Ta and Uthra and Noah Kilkenny Lion Stub. Um, Pat O'Hanlon, delighted to have you, Pat, and thanks for taking time out this morning to talk to us. Thank you very much, Pat. I, I just was the first thing to say that you you got elected at the at the meeting via Zoom call. I suppose the word Zoom was hardly being mentioned in the context of technology twelve months ago, but now it's the buzzword and it's even landed in the in the Lions Club order of activities. Absolutely, Nicky. Yeah, in fact, our, our most recent meetings have all been held on Zoom, and will maybe continue, certainly in the short term, to uh, to be held. Yeah, it's looking uh, like it will. Yeah, but you yeah. look at Pat. I know you're you're retired from the teaching. We'll touch on that maybe in a moment. But I suppose so much of our life now, because of circumstances we find ourselves in, is technology driven, and that's just the reality of it for for the mm. foreseeable future. Indeed, absolutely, and we just have to embrace that, Nicky, and, and work around it. Very much so. Pat, you joined the Lions Club in 2014 and you chaired the committee dealing with the Golf Classic. I mean, in terms of your interest, what prompted you to join the, the, the Lions Club in the first? Because we're aware of the, the great work the Lions Club do, and we'll touch on some of that during our chat. Well, I suppose, Nicky, as, as you've just alluded to there, I was um, a, a former principal there in the ETB system, retired in 2013. So I suppose I wanted to make a contribution back to the local community. As a principal, I suppose, you, you, you see uh, developments in school. You see, for example, um, I suppose schools are the panacea of the ills of society from time to time. And it's, it's nice to be able to be in a position to uh, step outside uh, your work situation and, and, and provide some support and uh, recognition to the local community. And that's really what attracted me to the Lions. And suppose, plus, plus the fact that I had, uh, some of my colleagues and my neighbours were, were members and uh, I was attracted to them in that respect. Ah, yeah, that made a lot of sense. Pat, briefly touching on the whole school side of things, in uh, uh, circumstances at the moment in schools, you were a former principal, so you can empathise with school principals at the moment. I've on my own four in um, family are all involved in teaching, so I know that maybe the stresses and the challenges that are going to be faced. It is going to be a difficult time, but there is a lot of emphasis on getting children back to school. Yes, Nicky, I think it's, it's hugely important. Um, and I mean, it has been mentioned already, about the, 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 the mental health of, of students, that young, young people matter. Uh, and we, we need to get them back into school for, for you know, uh, socialisation, uh, to, to meet their peers again, to meet with their teachers, and to have a certain amount of certainty to their daily lives. Because one thing about schools is uh, we might from time to time say, you know, you know we never liked going to school and we used to enjoy the holidays. But from speaking to some principals uh, in recent times that have met and spoken to children uh, during the lockdown, many of the kids have said, sir, we can't wait to get back to school. Uh, now that we no longer go to school, we, we value and miss, and miss it so much, you know? So I think, that's, uh, I, I think that's... I think that's very true. And look, I've I, I no doubt that, you know, while there will obviously be challenges over the first month or so, I, I just believe that teachers are, are, are very well capable of adapting and students well capable of adapting. And, and I'm, I'm sure with goodwill all around, you know, this can be overcome, but I'm not underestimating the challenge at the same time. Well, I think, teach, I think teachers and I think the educational institutions are quite resilient, Nicky. Uh, they're adaptable and flexible. And I mean, in recent years, changes have taken place, as you know, in the curriculum and changes have taken place nationally with the, with the inspectorate system and all of that and whole school evaluations and, and all that that entails. And teachers are adaptable and flexible. Uh, and as, as are uh, the, the, um, both the voluntary school sector and the vocational school sector as organisations, 
in adapting and responding to that change. And back to the, the Lions Club, and obviously one of the initiatives that you uh, particularly uh, led, and very understandably given your professional background, was uh, a whole an information campaign for parents and guardians around cyberbullying, a real challenge even in the, in the current day, not pandemic aside, cyberbullying remains a big challenge. Yeah. Obviously it's not difficult to know why you undertook that initiative, Pat, but in terms of its impact... Well, its impact, I mean, Nikki, at the end of the day, you know, social chat mediums are, are fine. Generally speaking, they're very positive and they're good for people, but sometimes they're not. And it's, it's very important that parents are assisted and supported when their children are the subject of negative social media attention. And it was one thing that I suppose has, you know, occurred quite a bit in, in, the, in the school system in my time there and certainly since then, is this growing threat of of, of bullying and, and, and children being put under pressure on social media. Now, parents were looking for uh, support. They were looking uh, for maybe groups or organisations that they could contact uh, that would support them. And the, the Lions of Ireland were, were I think, very proactive uh, in, in putting together uh, this particular leaflet at the time, uh, which explains cyberbullying and explain what was uh, what was behind it and what supports were available to parents going forward. So the school provides uh, supports, of course, and provides support through its policies, the school policies, anti-bullying policies and so on, support and the dignity of the person in the workplace. But this was a, a, a support to parents who wanted maybe to, you know, move outside the school domain and maybe address it uh, from, from a family perspective. Obviously, Pat, fundraising is very much part of what you do for various uh, good causes, which we'll talk about those causes in a minute. And your big event every year is obviously the uh, the big hamper appeal in association with KCLR. But there are many other events that take place as well. And you're all you're hoping those events will take place maybe slightly differently in terms of how they're organised. But the plan, I imagine, will be to carry on those as far as is possible in a, a curtailed circumstances. Absolutely, Nicky. I mean, we, we, we have a few designated... Uh particular events during the course of the year. Our intention will be to run those events in as far as we can, uh, taking cognizance of, 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 of uh, public health guidelines. So it will be a case of maybe looking at what we can do safely, that we have always done, and maybe looking at new ways of thinking, uh, you know, how can we circumvent and get around the particular difficulties that COVID-19 presents at the moment. And in terms then of the organisations that benefit ongoing from your activities, Pat, you might just tell us some of those. Well, the Christmas Hamper Appeal, Nikki, I suppose, is our big one, and it's one that people are probably most familiar with, and it's not normally run over uh, the November-December period. It raises something in the order of €30,000 every year, in around that. Uh, the, the vast majority of the money uh, would go to the local St. Vincent Hall conferences in Kilkenny, and then uh, other monies then would be would be distributed to uh, local organisations like the homeless centres, Amber, the Women's Refuge Centre, social services, and Kilkenny Carlo home care teams. They would have been just a few of the organisations um, that would have uh, received and benefited from the uh, from the funding in recent years. Now, other maybe lesser known organisations that would have. Uh, re- received some of our funding would have been, for example, the like of Gahan House in Greg Manor and the Southeast, Southeast Radio Therapy Transport Group, who do huge work in providing transport to 
people who are in, uh, you know, uh, receiving cancer care sure, sure. in the southeast. Well, so Pat, yeah, well, look, yeah, well, Pat, look, as you take on your year, I suppose you wouldn't have envisaged, well, obviously you're aware of it in the last, for quite some time now, but uh, it is going to be probably a more challenging year for a Lions Club president than, uh, than most people have experienced. But nevertheless, I'm detecting lots of enthusiasm in your voice for the projects that are lined up for the year ahead. Absolutely, Nicky. We have a very committed team, uh, a very supportive team, uh, a very experienced team, and you know you're, you're only as good as, as as the people on the ground that are with you. And um, I, I would be confident that uh, we we will rise to the challenge and meet those expectations going forward. Well, look, Pat. I wish you very well. I thank you for talking to us this okay. morning, and I'm That's sure we we will be uh, we will be talking to you. I'm sure during the course of your presidency, and any help we can give, of course, to promote those activities, yes. uh, we will yes. be only too glad to do so. So, thanks for talking to me thank this morning, Pat. Thank you very much, Mickey. Much appreciated. Yeah, bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, the on Uktra no Clients Club here at Cahar Kilkenny. Well, Anish Arash Gudin Holadosa v Kilkenny Gorawan may fair ballroom. Have the hoggle of a big gum leg, Dina Hanigadian Laderanak. Let's ride down to Show Band Street. Mary Kenny. Now tell me, both of you, you mentioned here, John Joe, tell me about that great occasion. Oh, I, I remember very well, Nicky. I was, I was, after having a dance with her, and I was standing over there in the middle of the floor. And you were making up your mind? And the, No, the cabaret came on, and I thought she'd move away from me, but she didn't. She held on to me, and uh, she asked me then, would she, could she buy me a mineral? Oh, she asked you. She asked me. But, but you're very forward. I wouldn't believe a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me more. And that was the, 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 that was that the, was the start that, of the rest of our lives as the songs. Well, I used to admire from afar up and down High Street when she walked in the monsters. Oh, very good. So you, so you had your eye on her for a while. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, very good. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise then when... Uh, so you obviously had... Uh, by asking him to have the bottle of orange, uh, you, you kind of made the first serious move. No, because he made the first move. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm telling the truth. He made the first move. Would you yeah. like a minute? Up on the balcony. Oh, uh, yes. And it's all changed now. Yeah. Don't, re- don't remember it at all now. And tell me, John Joe, who was playing that night? Oh, God, don't ask me that, Nicky. I don't know. And did you have a favourite band here? Ah, but uh, the, the, I remember seeing the Royal Show band here when they were just after starting out. Yes. Clipper Carrot. Uh, who? Clipper Carrot and Carleton. all the big bands. George yeah. Olin, oh yes. Mm. You were a George Olin fan? God, yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What about the Dixies? Yes. Donny Collins, all of them. Yeah. John McCarthy? Yes. Yeah. Bit of a madman on the stage, wasn't he? Ah, he was good. Yeah. Very entertaining. Yeah. When you look at the entertainment today now and all our children, I mean, compare that for me. There were good days, very innocent compared to now. There was no drugs. And there was no drink. It was minerals. <laughs> but tell me this, did you pop down to Christy Hickman's for a bag of chips afterwards? Oh, of course, yeah, and a bottle of milk and a black pudding. And the black pudding, and the black pudding was very important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so how did you actually come in here? Did you bicycle car? Oh, so I saw, well, at that time I probably had a car. But uh, when I started off first on a bike, yeah. and you'd have to rub the frost off the snow, the faster the snow off the saddle, yeah. the saddle before you get back up on it yeah. and cycle seven miles out to Clinstown. Yeah, so, how did you to come? Got three miles, Cuffs Grange. Ah, that's about. So, you went back to live there actually afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, it, it's nice to come in here this morning. I'm sure it does have very good memories. Why wouldn't it? Yes, it's lovely. Lovely time. Okay, okay listen, lovely talking to you both. Thanks very much. Someday you'll call my name and I won't answer.
John, what are your memories here of the Mayfair? Uh, very good, and a couple not so good, I'm sure. Well, let's talk about the good ones first. Well, the good ones, when I came here first, I was probably only about 15 years of age, and we used to seal in that door there, uh, the late Darrell Lanigan was the doorman, and we were able to cut him. You, you slipped in? Oh, yeah. Occasionally we paid when we had the few bob. <laughs> but there was no drinking then. Everyone came to the dances nice and sober and conducted herself, and the women were on one side, the men were on the other, and you'd done your best. And you made a rush whenever the, the, the next dance came? have to make a rush, because they always waited for me, you see. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you were, the, you, were the, you were the catch, were you? Oh, because I was. I was talking to my sister yesterday. She said, are you John's sister? God, he's a lovely chap. <laughs> Look at him, but he's bragging now, was sure. Yeah. Well, tell me about maybe the times that were not so good here. I sure when you were told, like, <laughs> go away I'm with me brother or something like that, and I have two of with me in case, you know. Yeah. So, there was, uh, yeah. so you got a clip in the ear once or twice? Uh, well, I never got a clip in the ear, no. I nearly got thrown down the steps one time, but it was a push rather than a, a round, now, you know. It was a in terms of the bands here, who are the ones that uh, you can recall with fond memories? Well, sure, the early bands, we say, and I was always into the little bit of ballroom dancing, even as a young lad. And you had no mix. Mick Dell was on the way out, we say, at the time. Morris Mulcahy and them. Now, they were the more popular dance bands rather than the show bands. And then I would have been in the very end of the Clipper Carrollton when they started come to come to create, we say, the show band scene, as it became known, and the Royal and the rest of them, and our own Black Aces, we say, which played possibly more in the Carrollton than the Mayfair here, you know. Yeah, yeah. But overall, it was, it was magnificent, though. You know, you could say there's, there are times to cherish, and you'll never forget. Absolutely. You also have memories of this site because you worked for 12 or 30 years with, uh, with Smedics, I suppose, with best to call it. Ah, uh, Smedics, yeah, well, the Agio of Guinness, whichever you like. Yeah. So recall, recall some of those times you were a fitter there. I was a fitter, yeah. Now, albeit you'd still get slagged on the street, the handy job you had in Smedics. But I'll give you one little story. We were after doing a two to ten shift in the old Bottlem plant, which was a very difficult place to work because the machinery and fillers and all, all prototype machinery that never worked very well. So we had our difficulties. We were after going, I went up to Tommy Murphy's, Spud Murphy's, up, up the road here for a pint at 10 o'clock. And there was a chap home from England, and he said, where are you working now, Johnny? I said, I'm in the brewery. He says, you have a handy one there, haven't you? And I was after coming off of a shift, you know, slaughtered for the day, I felt like trying to fight over him. But they're, they're the bad times, but then you had all the good times, and... We had brilliant times, and we still have. They were great. Diageo as a transfer, they were a great company to work for. All the pensioners we do pretty well. We'd still be cribbing them for more, much once more, you know, the usual. Yeah. In many ways, it's sad to see uh, a business like that moving on, but maybe it's a sign of the times, is it? Well, it's, it's like this. I was involved in the union, and we we done our level best to preserve the site and keep it going. But, like, you were working for a multinational, and they just basically told you, look at either you go all the way or we close. But they were heading for the closure anyway, but we weren't to be aware of that at the time, you know. Uh, you must be happy, though, to see the whole centre being redeveloped now into into a, into a great centre for the city that will benefit more and more people into you and your families? Well, well, yes and no, because the one thing I would say when I when we were working, if we went back and we say around 20 years ago, and we said the tourist people and business people, if you can, never liked the tanks out in the yard. They always prefer tourism. But we said the brewery job is one of the best jobs in Ireland, don't mind Kilkenny, and we're going to lose it. And don't mind me saying this, 
but to a tourist industry that pays minimum wage across the board near, near enough I don't mind saying that but that's the way it is so well, we, we're achieving the race to the bottom back to the Mayfair now and in terms of entertainment today and entertainment back when the Mayfair was going it's very difficult maybe for younger people to understand how much it was how enjoyable it was having a band a live band on stage and, and dancing on the floor here in front of us but sure there's no comparison because they can't compare but then a fellow my age now he say I'd be kind of wishing I was 40 years younger too at times you know and I see him going out and having the crack maybe they overindulge with the drink a bit too much but sure don't we all you know this is lovely talking to you hey, thanks very much are you going across to Ireland will you take me in your car and I'm sure you'll find my conversation sound Kathleen Marsh. Kathleen, tell me your memories of here, Kathleen. The night of the bomb scare. Tell me about that. We were all dancing here. Uh, the cadets were... Uh, no, I forget now who was playing. We were all dancing, all out, in the, and the next thing, the security man came. Everyone out, everyone out. And we said, why are go... Just go, he said. And we go, all oh, handbags, our oh, handbags. Forget about your handbags, just go. And we were all out in the spills of rain, standing outside for an hour. It was only a hoax. And tell me, who came in to search the place? The security lads, yeah. yeah. And were you worried when you heard there was a bomb scare? Worried. We were worried, sick. Worried, sick. But we enjoyed it. We made memories of the Mayfair. And uh, you have come memories, of course, of great bands there. Who are your favourite bands? The Dixies. The Dixies. Joe McCarthy. Yeah. He was a character, oh, he wasn't was he? He brilliant. Yeah. He could make them drums talk. Yeah. He could make them drums talk. But they were all good and Dickie Rock. And the Madeleine now. The, the night that uh, Dickie Rock was going to represent Ireland in the Eurovision. The candy score in the car he was singing. That's right. And we were all trying to climb up on the stage after. <laughs> and did he sing Come Back to Stay Well that night? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Brilliant. And what were you going to do if you got up on the stage? Give me a kiss. Go ahead. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, uh, they were happy days. They were happy days. Okay. Well, nice lovely talk. talking to you. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, Shin the Hoggle of a Vigum, some uh, fair big Hoggle of a Greaser and Saturn Chuckling. Well, Shin there is on Clar the non you, but because the Sam Harry Chadwick, Saka Steve Stock Dish, Tonga Sadina Bear and Clar, Fanagiling, McTon Tahar, Pili Purcell, like Chocolate Spirit Alive, August Bake on Clar Conversations, the Queen Erehin, Dick at Log, Agadian Saturn Chuckling, Slanaka Spanak, the Spice of Kyol Kundera, Corgadian Clar. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.